1: on today's experience devotional diamonds of the day also known as ddd's where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life but they separate us from the animals the bad ones anyway the review of the goofy news which proves jesus is coming back sooner than you think I'm just kind of hoping he visits the anti-Christian government and the media first. I'd kind of like to see that. Uh, Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you why, because Don said I could if I pay the radio rent. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly time. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on Life Radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Didn't you get that in the introduction? We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. And like the question we'll ask ourselves often, why isn't everything that we do perfect? The answer is simple, because we're not perfect. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness We just want you to be able to reach out, have some fellowship. It doesn't matter if it's a praise report, a prayer request, a question. Maybe you have a new recipe for knishes. I'd like to hear that. Bottom line is you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. And let me tell you what that's like. That's like winning at family game night. Oh, boy. And then you will fly. All right. I'm not going to say that, Noel and I, when we did family game night. I'm not going to say that we cheated, but let's say we always play as one. <laughs> so that's all I can tell you right there. Hey, if you want to text us, you can do that as well. So you can call in. That's fine. Or you can text us. That's fine, too. You text 214-210-8483. That's 214 210 eight four eight three. Nothing weird about that. Always doing this at a pace where everybody can catch on. Here we go. 214 210 8483. That's for the texting, by the way. You can also email us David at emusincrease.org. That's david at org. David at org. We're going to send you up to the website. There's, of course, a couple of reasons to send you up there. I do want to let you know that uh, there's videos on the website that give you the opportunity to be encouraged. There's also audio on the website. Some older sermons from when maybe I was a wee young little lad, a little younger, uh, but still fun to listen to. Uh, most of it I agree with. right? Some of it I agree with. All right, well, it's not terrible. Anyway, and then also on the website, there's a place to give and then instructions for giving. If you don't want to do it through the website, please check out he must hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? hemustincrease.org. He praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That's absolutely somebody brushing their teeth. That's that's the sound I'm going to go with on that one. Uh, A couple things I do want to update you on. So I did tell you guys that, uh, let's see, Jared and Julianne and Easton are doing better. And we want you to keep praying for them because that's exceedingly important. We do have a development that I do want to pray for. So what we were going to do is we were going to take our break from praying for the USA and Ukraine, but in the last 24 hours, it just seems, appears to me like maybe we should keep praying for the USA since things keep, seem they keep happening, it never stops. And so I just want to pray along those lines. And uh, so just kind of join me in that. We'll pray real quickly. Do it. Just put your faith together with mine. That's what Jesus said. And two or more agree upon anything. It should be done for them. And when two or more are gathered together in my name, there am, I, there am I in the midst of them. Like so, Okay, let's do all that. Respond to what Jesus had to say and pray. Father, we come before you right now, and we ask for your help. Before our nation gets into any more weird scenarios where people's lives could be in danger, we ask for your protection. When I'm not picking aside, Lord, right, wrong, left, right, I don't even care. What I pray for, Lord, is that you would be the influencer in people's lives and that are in leadership and not human, fleshly, worldly, or satanic influence, but that your spirit would move upon people's minds and hearts, that we might have redemption and restoration for our very own nation. We pray for your help. We want you to be the Lord God of our country. We're not asking to eliminate everybody else. We're just asking for you to be the influence. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. I want to try and cheer you up just a little bit because the text we're going to go into is a mighty tough text. (laughs) Let me just say it that way. Uh, We did have a little bit of a glitch yesterday, so we're going to probably have to do a little rearrangement on yesterday's show. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, you might not get a copy of that. That's fine. You'll be fine. If God wanted you to hear something that's in it, you'll hear it. I mean, that's what we believe. We believe God is sovereign, and he takes care of it. In the meantime, you need to be praying for all of us so that we're just doing the best we can, but then we're chilling and relaxing. I was telling Don as he came in to visit, always a delight when he comes in and visits, but he's usually he's so, so swamped he doesn't even get a chance to say hi. But uh, he got a chance to visit, and it's like, look, we need to just— Take a deep breath, find out what the Lord wants us to do, and be about his business. And I love that he thinks that way with me and with our show. So isn't that cool? That's kind of a nice thing. I, I think that's nice. All right. What are we doing? Where are we? Where is, this, is this where are we are? we in Texas? Oh, yeah, we're in Texas. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the text. Most of you are not going to appreciate some of this text, so I'm going to do the best I can not to, not to uh, hurt your feelings. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I always speak for the author and not the audience. I can't, I just can't do anything else. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, so that's why that was a funny joke. Uh, Matthew chapter seven, and we're picking it up after Jesus talked about judgment. If you remember, if you were here, if you were listening, uh, this is on podcast. We talked about the fact that the world says you judge not, and then they just leave it there and they leave out the other four and a half verses or they leave out John uh, chapter seven, 24, which Jesus. Jesus said, judge ye righteous judgment. I guess they didn't want to count that part in there or something. And so we're picking it up into the next place. And this is connected to judgment. And I want you to understand how important it is because these next two verses, essentially this next verse, gives that much more evidence that Jesus wants us to make judgments that are right and righteous and full of mercy and full of grace not you never make a judgment that would remove the prior four and a half verses that's not what he said he says this (laughs) wow i didn't write this but you gotta love it this is coming out of verse six don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs For they will trample them under their feet. They will turn and tear you to pieces. So for everybody out there that says, well, Jesus never called anybody a name. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You see, when you have a text like this. Okay, here's what you got to deal with in exegetical and hermeneutical principles. People will say, well, everything should be taken literally. I'm going to go out on a limb. I might be an outcast of the Christian faith by saying this, but I'm going to do it anyway. When Jesus is making references right now here in this text to dogs and pigs, he's not talking about literal dogs and pigs. I know, it's amazing that we can take those kind of leaps and think, you mean he might be talking about human beings? Yeah, you see, he's not actually talking about dogs and pigs. I mean, it sure is nice if he was talking in that literal fashion for dogs and pigs, because then the cats would really come out lucky on this whole thing. But that's not what's happening. When he says, don't give what is holy to dogs and don't toss your pearls before pigs or they will trample them under their feet, turn and tear you. He's talking about people that hear the gospel, that hear the news about the kingdom, and they throw it in your face. And you're thinking, no, no. It's like, okay, you tell them. Even though he specifically said, no, it must mean something else because that offends my sensibilities. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your sensibilities. We care about what God has to say and obeying his word and being responsive and recognizing in talking about judgment, Jesus tells you. You know, there's some people. Psh, they are like dogs and pigs. Don't give them that great stuff of the kingdom. They're just going to trample it underfoot and make fun of you and, and try to berate you over it. Don't, don't be foolish like that. Remember, not everybody liked Jesus. In fact, more people end up not liking him than liking him. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, because the road to destruction is wide and the path to the right way is narrow. Uh, that's how you get there All right, We're going to take our break so you can take a breath Then we'll come back You're listening to the David's Moon Experience Right here on KAAM 770 The Truth Station here in Texas Short break, we'll be back, don't go anywhere
0: You may be from a Baptist background A Pentecostal background a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, really. this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain... That Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was gonna be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. And if you can't Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our first trivia question out of the major prophets. So now the major prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Out of the major prophets. Which prophet said, I was among the exiles by the Kebar River? Actually, it's Kibar River. Uh, which major prophet said, I was among the exiles by the Kibar River? Which one of the prophets between Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel And Daniel said this. I'm going to give you a hint because I just feel it's necessary. Most people would recognize this prophet is looking at things from a very bizarre perspective. There. That's your big, big hint. Which of the four would that be? You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in. 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Nice recovery, Joanne and Cordelia. Or you can also send an email, david at he must org. Any of those will work. Again, the question, make sure you get this, It's one of the four major prophets, the one that saw things uh, kind of goofy, kind of goofy looking at things. He, he, he said, I was among the exiles at the Kibar River. Which one of the prophets? People getting it closer and closer, getting correct. Okay. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA. D is, DNA is our building blocks, what we're built of, although uh, I don't say it perfectly, but this is what we should be operating in on an everyday basis, our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Jaylee! Excellent job. There it is. And that's what the big thing you got to remember is this is not a add-on faith. You don't get to have faith and go, I'm just going to add this on when it's convenient, you know, like Christmas and, you know, Easter it's like, no, that doesn't work. You got to spend time with the Lord on a regular basis. That's the D. Then on the N, the N would be never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I think we got somebody calling in. Uh, guess, Jesus, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. That's an important part because as the people move forward and as the world moves forward and as the systems move forward, they will try to shame. People for believing what Jesus had to say. If you're not prepared to stand against that, you're going to be mighty surprised when that comes about. Then the last of the DNA is A. So we've got D, N, and here's the A. Always be ready to serve. To serve. Excellent job. So what's important about that is to understand that we are not just focused on us. There are other people in your universe that God loves, and he wants you to love and be a vessel of his love and be concerned about them and care for them, okay? And you need to be and I need to be sensitive to the Lord, yes, but aware of those other people. That is our DNA. We should operate that in that every day. Okay, we do have somebody that's ready for the trivia question, so we will send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. This is your friend, Sam. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. All right. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear you, brother. Love to hear from you. Yes. All right, my brother. Here we go. I'm going to give you the question first, and then we'll check up and see how you're doing. Okay? You ready? Okay. Which major prophet said, I am among the exiles by the Kibar River? I believe it's Ezekiel. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Ezekiel, Ezekiel. This is the only guy you read his. You read his whole book, and you go, "Wow." <laughs> Him yeah. and John are gonna have a lot of fun hanging out in heaven. When you compare Ezekiel <laughs> and Revelation, they're just gonna have a blast. Right. Yes, I think uh, your clue really helped me to nail it down. I said, that should be because of the goofy stuff. Dry bones coming to life. Yeah, Yeah, a couple of weird things there, right? How are you doing, my brother? How are things going? I'm okay. I mean, I know the Lord is good. And I know that my Redeemer lives, so I'm living it. No, I want to pray for you, nonetheless, because you know I love you, and I want the Lord to bless you. And I, you know, I'm the guy that thinks annoying people get a lot of stuff done. Somebody knocks at your door constantly for two, three, four, five, six minutes. Eventually, you have to open that door if you want to keep yourself sane. And so, uh, we're we're gonna pray for you again. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's pray, Father. We come before you right now. Lift up our brother Sam. We love him. We think he's fantastic brother we ask you in the name of jesus that you would give him not just lord the confidence of your provision but confidence for direction for things that he needs to step into and touch and that he would know what he should do what's the next step so he doesn't feel paused or stuck But that he feels like the next step is ordered by you, just like you ordered the children of Israel to go through the Red Sea. We ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye bye. -bye. All right. So you guys be praying for Sam. The Lord needs to give him direction, encouragement. He needs it. Like you know, you know, we can give each other encouragement, but when you get encouragement from the Lord it's different why is it different because it's eternally moved it moves in you eternally it's kind of cool so all right so uh, on this text i want to be careful here i don't want to you know kind of like go you know boing 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 and i'm not trying to beat anybody over the head or anything like that i'm just trying to tell you that when you get into scripture scripture has uh the fullness of scripture has a lot to say and there's these there's Ideas that emerge in cultures that are like, you know, everybody should just be, you know, you know, wearing tie dye shirts and sandals and having flowers in their hair and saying peace, peace, peace. This is the same Jesus that drove people out of the temple with with whips and said, "Get out! You are you are making my father's house uh, disgusting." It's like he was so irritated and disappointed with them. Anger in and of itself is not sin. Unsettled anger, that's different. So the idea behind this is to understand that what he's trying to tell his people is, look, I don't want you to be hypocritical. I don't want you to be genuine people. I want you to judge with a right spirit. Don't be hypocrites about it. Make sure that if you're going to be evaluating somebody else, you're putting 10 times more on yourself in that same breath. There is no departure in the Greek. There's no break in the Greek. There's no separate section here. That's not how it goes. There's no header. There's nothing. Okay? In the same breath, he goes, Well, don't give what's holy to dogs, and don't toss your pearls before dogs. Uh, the, before the pigs. And you think, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, let's understand what he's talking about when he talks about pearls. Okay, pearls are excellent. If you ask my wife, she says pearls are really excellent. Okay, there's the thing, okay. These are the people the people need to understand that pearls are understood as the great value of the kingdom of God. How do we know that? Matthew thirteen forty-five, about six chapters later, says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant and seek In search of fine pearls When he found one very precious pearl He went and sold all he had And he bought it In other words, the kingdom of God And the principles of the kingdom of God They're like pearls They're of great value Jesus is like, you don't just give this. It's not like you just give it away like that. These are deep kingdom elements. You need to be aware that the people hearing them have to have a care, have to have a concern, have to want it. You don't just stick it in their mouth. You got to let, they have to desire to, to, to drive after the Lord, hunger after the Lord. And when it says trample the, the, the pearls and tear you up, what that means is we give precious things of the kingdom and the pigs and the dogs, they throw it back on our face and they try and rip us to pieces and mock us. It's like, Jesus goes, don't do that. What are you doing that for? Everybody is thinking, well, no, at every time you ever have an opportunity to speak, you should speak. Really? Jesus didn't do that. Remember, he was silent for quite some time in the presence of the authority. It's just like that, you just got. There has to be an understanding that this is a partnership with God that we're doing, and you need to be led by the Lord. You need to be in partnership by, with the Lord. And if you're thinking, well, how would I know when it's the right time? You be sensitive and willing, and the Lord will let you know when— The go is. The bigger problem is we can't get people to go in the first place. We don't have an abundance of people who are too goey. We have people who are abundance who won't go anywhere. Go into the highways and the byways. We can't even get out of the driveways. What are you talking about? Our nation needs a little help. Our people need a little help. You know, they're sending missionaries to America, right? Okay. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I'm just stating the facts. <laughs> you know. So here's the, prem- the premise in that. You do this stuff in partnership with God. You don't do it by yourself. You don't do it in your own wisdom. Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. That's what you're doing. You're doing this in partnership with God and sharing. You don't share every single thing. You know, I didn't share every single thing with my mom that ever happened to me in Christianity, but I did share one thing that happened to with me, and I really knew the Lord was leading me in it, and it had to do with the demonic experience about you know, you know, dealing with a spirit, and that captivated her. I always thought that was amazing. That only the Lord knew what would captivate her. I always thought that was fascinating. Anyway. All right. We're going to take our break and then come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere.
0: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM.
1: What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying, And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's he's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but, I, I mean, somewhat. But this is real, you know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy, showing me crying and tears and All I could think of was Jesus wept.
0: The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM.